It's a fact. All cars will eventually break down. If you have CarShield, you can protect yourself from the high cost of auto repairs. And they're America's number one auto protection company. Your transmission, engine, and car's computer system are all covered. Get the ultimate vehicle service protection. Call CarShield now at 800-932-1729. That's 800-932-1729. The following program is an original WWE podcast. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Welcome back to your favorite podcast featuring your favorite trio. And it's called The New Day. Feel the power, baby. Well, that baby's actually not that's in not the title, title. Right, right? I don't want you to be confused. But I just want to say, say, say something. All right, that's fair. Right. Yeah, I just want to yes, say something. Last time I didn't say something, then you guys got off. Well, you got to say something. You got to say something, Kauf. You got to. Yeah. But I you already said the title. That's what I tried I to say. say and then this time I say something, and all of a sudden it's, oh, you said that's not the name of the title. I'm just clarifying. We You're really saying. clarified it. Are you okay? Yeah. It's a parenthetical baby. I understand correct? that. I'm just yeah. I'm just explaining the situation. That's okay. What happened? You good? You okay? No, I'm good. Okay. No, I'm not. I guess I am. Yeah. Carrot cake? Do you have any? No. You know I don't. I don't Come on! That. I don't say that. Episode three, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, very excited. So, uh, previously, we've gone over the names that we had to go through. We were given this horrible list. You heard all that. Today, we're going to talk about something a little bit more serious. We're going to talk about injuries. We're going to kick it off talking about mine, actually, to begin with. I'm currently dealing with one that is pretty serious. I know that we're, we're, we're laughy, jokey, happy, clappy, all that stuff all the time. And you don't really get to see a range of emotion from us on television. Um, but this is something uh, for me that, not that it's hard to talk about, but I'm starting to get like weird as, yeah. I'm, as I'm explaining it. Uh, so I've been wrestling professionally or training since I was 17. I'm 33 now. The longest I've ever been out was three months. And that was because when I was in developmental in FCW with my good friend, Big E, um, we, uh, not when I say we, not we weren't wrestling each other, but uh, we, the whole roster would have, you know, shows all over the place. And at one point I ended up getting clotheslined in the top of my head somehow, some crazy situation. And it compounded the disc in my neck. So there's two bulging discs in my neck. Um, so I was out from that because that, that night, I believe I had these disgusting migraines, lights hurt, made me want to throw up. Uh, I couldn't do anything, ended up just being out for a while. And in my, in the process of being out for that time, I slept legit in my closet all day. Cause I couldn't deal with any light, sunlight, led light, like whatever. And, um, one of those nights I ended up hurting so bad that I had to get a friend to drive me to the ER because I thought I was like going to die. And what ended up happening is I got pumped full of whatever they pumped me full of. And that helped release the pressure on my brain because apparently there wasn't enough blood circulating to my brain and my brain was overheating. And if I wouldn't have gone to the ER immediately when I did, I could have had permanent brain damage because my brain was just 3 million degrees, whatever it was. And so with that injury in mind, obviously, like I said, end up coming back, uh, having to do like therapies on my neck and massages and acupuncture and all that stuff, came back and it's fine. It hurts every now and then. Because obviously all of us, me, Kofi included, have all had some sort of injury that has uh, kind of always rubbed us the wrong way. 
I'd say, you know, we're never really at a hundred percent. We're always kind of yeah. dealing with some sort of aches and pains. Um, but that was like the toughest one that I had dealt with until we were in Sydney. We were in Australia, first match of the nights, me and Egan survival, um, ended up doing a backflip at the beginning of the match. And as soon as I landed, I felt like somebody had kicked me in the back of the uh, foot. Uh, I wanted to take another step and I realized I couldn't push off of that foot and immediately uh, the thought shot across my mind that it was my Achilles because I could just, I could, that's, that's where I felt it. And so um, got to the back, Doc said it's most likely a torn Achilles. And when I heard that, uh, there were a lot of different emotions that went through my head because a torn Achilles, a ruptured Achilles is an injury that takes a very long time to come back from. And so knowing that I could possibly be out for like up to a year, this was before I went to the doctor and got MRIs and x-rays and surgery and all that. So we're in a, we're literally all the way across the world. I'm away from my family and I get this news. So I have to fly from Sydney to Atlanta the next day, then go from Atlanta to Birmingham to get surgery. And the doctor tells me, um, he's like, here's the breakdown. You tore it in an instant. It'll take me 14 minutes to fix it. You could possibly take up to a year to feel good on it again, which is absolutely terrifying to me because ever since I was little, this is the only thing that I've ever wanted to do like with this much passion and enjoyment. This is like my dream, my life goal. So to at this point in time where I feel like we're still running like in our prime, especially on TV, like we're, we're doing stuff, we're having a good time. Uh, we're having a great run as New Day to get an injury that will take me out for an extended period of time is something that has, uh, I guess, I guess kind of shaken me like to my core. Mm -hmm. Like when you get injured, it's something that's like, oh, this sucks. But you know, I get like, I get like a month at home. I get like six weeks at home. It's like, okay, it sucks because you want to be wrestling, but you know, like, you know when you're coming back pretty much. With a ruptured Achilles that's been surgically repaired, there's a lot more gray area in that. Um, so there's no real time frame on when, uh, when I will come back. It, it's honestly kind of scary because yeah, there's a possibility that if I do everything right and everything goes well and I ice it and I do the PT and all the other tendons are strong around it, like maybe I'll be back in four or five months. Cool. But maybe not. Maybe I'll be back at like Survivor Series next year, yeah. but maybe not. Maybe I'll be back by like mania year after next, but like maybe not. And so the chances of that are, are very low that I'd come back that late. But just the fact that there's a percentage chance that, that could happen, like uh, for lack of a better term, like it just, uh, just makes me sad. But yeah, now that I've completely brought it down, yeah, no. <laughs> like as, almost as far as we can go, yeah. uh, that's, that's, that's the, the full update that I've got on this. Yeah. Like I said, there's no, there's no real date on or yeah. time frame on when I'll actually be back. Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, to your point though, it is a, like a valid fear because it's the uncertainty and we are all athletes and we hear, um, of injuries. And when you hear like Achilles automatically, your mind just starts going and I can't imagine what it is, what it feels like to be in your position when, you hear that you're in this situation where your Achilles is torn and you always hear about, you know, like you were saying, you hear like the good stories about people coming back like really soon, but you also hear about the stories where this is the hardest injury to come back from. You know, when this whole situation went down, I actually wasn't at the monitor, so I didn't see the actual, uh, you know, the injury go down and yeah. I just heard, oh, what just hurt? Oh, it's his Achilles. And I'm like, what the, I can't swear, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, oh my God, you know what I mean? So like, here you come back through and you were like surprisingly in like really, really good spirits. Obviously, I don't know what's going on on the inside, <laughs> but on the exterior, you know what I mean? Um, 
The inside, I was dying. Yeah. I was dying. I was yeah. screaming. I was crying. I yeah. was ripping my hair out. I was all of the above. I was throwing up. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I, and I think one of the things that people talk about, you talk about the physical and the fact that, oh, it could take like nine months to a year or longer and there's uncertainty there. But one of the things that I think people don't talk about enough is the mental toll of dealing with an injury. Because it's hard to be away from something that you love doing, especially mm. we're in a group. We see each other all the time. And now even the six weeks I was away and feeling, and you turn on the TV and there you guys are and you're so not you're a part meniscus. of that. Right, yeah, for my meniscus. And you're not contributing but when, when it's a devastating injury, and I don't like talking about like my college football stuff too much because it's, this is so different, but dealing with the ACLs and realizing that I would not be able to contribute to this team, that I wouldn't be there, that the machine just moves on without you, mm-hmm. it's hard. And I talked to, there's so many athletes who deal with depression after they have a major injury, and a lot of us just don't talk about it, and we just move through it, but it's difficult and very common and something that definitely happened with me, because we've been together for five years. This is something you want to do for your entire life. And now, not only are you away from it, but the uncertainty of being able to trust your body again to mm-hmm. do what it needs to. We don't have a pension. There's no backup plan. That's why, you know, everyone tells you to save your money. Because if for some reason you have issues with that injury and can never wrestle again, no one else is going to look out for you. There's no plan to make sure that your family continues to eat. And when you're out of the spotlight and you're off TV, do people care? Like, there's a lot of uncertainty with that stuff. And I think it takes a big mental toll on on athletes and people who deal with major injuries. And it's difficult, man. It's really hard dealing with, like, being depressed and the fears and a lot of the issues that come with a major injury. And I want to speak for everyone. Not everyone goes through the same thing, mm. but I think that's definitely... Uh, it's it's a tough task and going through rehab and trusting your body again and like that my ACLs for me we're, we're talking about like six to nine months and like your scenario is going to be that or hopefully not longer but maybe longer so uh, I mean and I know we we kind of talked about it too and you know from time to time we'll have these heartfelt conversations with each other and in text but you know a lot of times you feel like you're alone and you don't want to bother people with your feelings but I always want you to feel like you can reach out and talk to us and. Mm-hmm kind of yeah. describe what you're going through because it's hard because we just get up and we do the next show. We just move on to the next town. You're, we, we talk to you afterwards, obviously, but we just move on. And that's like the hard part. Yeah. And I don't want to make this about me too much, but the, mm. with the meniscus thing, when, I, when I'm in the hospital, I'm in the bed, just finished my surgery, and I turn on the TV. And I know you guys have to do what you have to do, but I see you two and there's big, oh, there's Kevin Owens doing my intro that I came up with and doing my tag move with you. So I get it and I have to suck it up and be a man and like laugh it off. But it, it feels like a slap in the face to, to see someone in your position just doing this stuff. I felt like it, I felt disrespected. And, uh, and I don't like you guys. That obviously wasn't an idea that you came up with. So there was yeah. no issue with you. But from a larger picture, just that you're alone in a hospital room or if you have family, whatever. but I was alone and I was there and just everything goes on without you and you just move on. And does anyone care? Does it even matter? And you feel very alone in this situation. And that's, that's for something that was for six weeks. This is, you know, this is much bigger than that, what you're dealing with. So, I mean, one of the things that I was just, I tried it without harping on it too much is that I want you to know you can always reach out to us if you have, if you're going through things mentally or yeah. if they're, you know, it's, it's not. That's it's what not I did the other day. Yeah. yeah. I don't mind. I don't mind telling them. I just sent a very long, heartfelt text because I was deep in my feels. Deep in the feels very early in the process. But I feel like it's like a 
tube of toothpaste thing because, and we'll talk about this more. Like I have, I have a million other things going on, but just like at that moment in time, like it is, it is the factor of the show just goes. Yeah. And it's like, and it's almost a thing. It's almost a feeling of like, was I worth anything on the show when I was there? Because if the show can just go on with like nobody, not that no, I'm not saying nobody cares, but just going on like business as usual, like it really makes you remember everything that you were told before you got here or before you got into any company or any physical uh, type of job where you're in a big city where you're playing football, baseball, whatever, like it's a machine and no one is bigger or more important than the machine. Like you go down, the machine still works without you. You are not that important to it. And that's, that's one of the things that hurts. Like I said, Uh, that's in, I think that's in any sport. And so uh, it's just, can put on a happy face and be like, oh, you know, we're doing this and doing that. And but like at the end of the day, it's like, I want to wrestle, yeah. you know, and not being able to do that, not because of a choice, but because mm-hmm. it was taken, like that's, that's what hurts. I think it's different when, when, when someone retires and they choose to hang up the boots and they go, okay, okay, this, I'm no longer performing at the level that I want to for the people that are paying their hard-earned money to see the show. And I could accept that because I, I've given them the best years of my life and I've been as entertaining as I can. I've had a great run. Now I'm choosing to step away from this so that the next generation can come and be in the limelight. When it's like, dude, I'm 33 and like I've done nothing but like grind and hustle for this. Like I'm not big. I'm not 300 pounds. Uh, I, I've never personally been like really given that shot. Right. Like I, I lucked out like when we made new day because it's like okay so on the in the grand scheme of things like kofi like you're the you're the vet in the company like you'd been here for what eight years at that point nine years at that point and so you were trusted they knew you e you're huge you're a behemoth of a man they love how big you are and you're a guy who no you didn't go through the independence and you didn't go through like that type of training but you came in blank slate and then you gained an incredible passion for this and i would say of people that i've seen that didn't want to be wrestlers beforehand is kind of where we're like got lucky and got a job. Like I'd say like, you're, you're the best of the bunch. You're not only passionate, like you're so freaking good. And so forget, right? Yeah. You just came in the system without any kind of, it's actually like, now that you like saying that out loud, it's actually kind of breathtaking. Very impressive. That you are as good as you are, as passionate as you are without having had any prior experience in the business. Like people grind for so long to try and get a 10th of the personality that you have, a 10th of the skill that you have. And you, God damn, man. Yeah. That's crazy. It's insane. Cause there's, yeah. there are, there are big guys. There's small guys. There's, there are guys and girls in general who come from different worlds. And we, we say, for those of you listening, say uh, the company gives them the rocket. They just shoot them to the moon. So those people have a different kind of hustle, a different kind of grind. It's always interesting when those people are the ones who say, oh, well, to, to get to the top of the ladder, you just got to do this, this, and this. But like, bro, you don't know. Yeah. Like, you were given that spot. And I, right. and I congratulate you on that. I think it's incredible. And I wish everybody got the rocket. I wish everybody got a chance to be pushed to the top and be the guy or the girl who is up there championing and is the face of the company. That is not in the cards for everybody. Yeah. So when you have to actually grind and hustle and work to get there, like you know what the grind is like to be underneath the totem pole, and you know what it's like to climb all the way up it 
with no no restraints and no help. If you fall, you're done. Yeah. It's a free fall to death, you know? <laughs> and but you but you make it up yeah. there. Like you understand what the grind is. So when you get knocked down from that peg, like that hurts. Yeah. Because if you didn't want this to begin with, yeah. you'd get dropped down, whatever. Right. Yeah, right. But you have that passion. That's what I'm saying. Like you're a guy who ha- who found that passion. And then you also found the skill. So like mm. that's a that's a congrats to you. So like you no, I appreciate you that. understand yeah. that pain yeah. and not to be like I just feel like I've gotten super super yeah. emotional yeah, yeah, yeah. with this whole thing. Yeah. But it but it's something that for for me that I've thought about a lot and uh, and I want to talk more about this because I'm not the only one here who is uh, hurting or has been hurt. G3 Assistance through Virginia's Community Colleges is your pathway to a new future. Helping those who qualify pay for school and train for the right career. Right where you are, right now. Learn more at vccs.edu forward slash G3. Less talking about me at this point in time. Uh, I like to throw it to you guys. So as far as injuries that you have sustained while being, whether it was uh, when you were WWE or doing any other types of sports, um, what was the, the the mental angst, frustration, what have you, uh, like when you came back to being in the ring and even being at home to knowing like you have this thing that just healed and you don't want to mess it up again? What's that like? Going to uh, just like the mental effects of actually having the surgery. I've been real, real fortunate, knock on wood, uh, to have not sustained any like major, major injuries or surgeries or anything like that. But at the same time, I have had uh, double elbow surgery to remove bone chips from my elbows just after the years of bumping, you know, Um, and then I had the same surgery on my ankle. So with my elbows, and I always try to like look at things positively, it happened at a time where my first son was born and I was able to be at home with him for like, I think it was a period, what, like eight weeks? You know what I'm saying? But again, to your point too, like turning on Raw or SmackDown and seeing you guys on there, you had like the doll of me, uh, the blow up doll. And it was cool to see, but it was very, very, very strange just to be at home and to be like literally like watching from the outside. But on the positive note, I was able to spend that time with my son because you don't, you don't get those years back. You know what I mean? Like when your kids are young, um, they're growing into actual humans. And then it gets to a point where like we're on the road so much that we're gone for like 17 days. We come back and your kid is doing things that are completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, I missed uh, my son's first steps, you know, my oldest son's. Um, luckily, I was there for my youngest son when he like just stood up and then started kind of taking a couple first steps. And I was like, awesome, I'm here for this moment. But chances are you're going to miss a lot of stuff. You know, the positive thing is that being at home, at least for me, like when the timing was, uh, it was such that I was able to catch those moments that you don't get back. Uh, With my ankle, a little bit of a different story because, um, you know me, I I hate cardio. I've said this numerous (laughs) times. I can't stand running. It's the most boring thing in the world. Being on a treadmill, it's like I just, it's mentally, I cannot do it. I've never been a runner except when I was trying to impress my wife because she was a runner and I (laughs) was running with her through Ithaca. Totally different story going off tangent. But I had that surgery on my ankle. I couldn't run. And then all of a sudden, like, that's all that I wanted to do. To want to do something and not be able to do it, it's very just, it takes a toll on you mentally. Like, you want to do something so bad and you physically cannot do it. You can't do it, you know? And I'm at the point where it's like, okay, this is like a minor surgery, but I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to run again, you know? It's just a situation where, like, mentally, it screws with you, man. Like, you just, you have no idea 
what the future is going to hold, you know, and to be told that you can't do something as opposed to you have the option of not doing something. It's very just heavy. I mean, it's awesome to like fight through that and everything. Uh, but the uncertainty is it's killer, man, like mentally. And then even like getting back to like wrestling, you don't know if you're going to be the same. Like my style is high flying, fast pace, running, jumping, doing all these things. And you don't know if you're ever going to get back to that state. I've never been one to, I don't know, like shy away or, or, or take time off. You know, I think like one of the great things right now is that when people get hurt, they do take that time off. Mm-hmm. I've had situations where uh, I've had stitches and staples in my head, stitches uh, in my eyelid. I tore the cartilage in my rib. And this is another thing. All these injuries tend to happen on like the dumbest things, right? Like on the most simple things. <laughs> like, for you know, yeah. you, for example, yeah. you have done that backflip to your feet I don't know how many times literally almost every like live event like that's like that's the wood spot you know so to see that happen on that spot it just blows my mind because it's something that you've done so many times for me um I tore the cartilage in my rib kicking out of a pin what swagger pinned me one two kick out pop oh my god what just I felt like I got shot in the rib and got through the match and everything but then the doc was saying even like right now like my rib pokes out a little bit I can't lay on my stomach to like stretch out because it's it's just there and you know we do this so much that like uh I don't know there's so much wear and tear on the body and I feel like that's where a lot of the injuries happen is that wear and tear the traveling in you know three four hour car rides where you're not really taking care of your body you're doing all that you can but you're you know you're not supposed to be sat in an airplane for 10 hours at a time multiple times in a couple months, you know? So it it is very hard to kind of uh, get through that mentally. But again, like I'm always happy that I've had you two guys, you know, kind of holding down the fort. And I know that when it's all said and done, when I come back, everything is going to be fine because y'all are holding down the fort, you know? And I think that like health is paramount, you know, take care of yourself. But again, it's made it a lot easier being on this trio where that if one of us, falls for a little bit, the other two can kind of pick up the slack and keep things at a high, right? So mm-hmm. that when you do come back, you don't have to worry about um, not being where you were. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's a very, it's an amazing, uh, for lack of a better term, safety net to have. I tend to not get as depressed, you know, because I know that there are going to be two guys that are holding it down for the entire time that I'm out. So I've been real fortunate in that sense. A lot of us work through a lot of nagging injuries, but I often think about what life at 45, 50, 55 will be because you only get one body. And I know a lot of these injuries that I had were sustained outside of wrestling, but I have torn both of my ACLs. I have broken my right patella, torn my right patella tendon. I've uh, torn my left meniscus. I've torn my left pec. I have a herniated disc in my low back. I have a bunch of, there's a a lot of small nagging things too, but I'm going to, uh, I fear, have to pay the price in 10, 15 years. And that's one of my biggest fears is just being an old, hobbled man. I don't want to live like that, man. Isn't it crazy, too, when you see, like, a lot of the veterans come through? Nobody has a perfect stride. No, You know it's what I mean? Scary, like, nobody yeah. is just... Wa- every every veteran that you see come in when we have, like, you know, throwback, uh, raw, whatever it is, everyone is, like, hobbling. And that that, that it's scary, man. It like, and that's a glimpse into our future, right? So it's just, like, a, a reminder to, like, take care of your body. But at the same time, it's like... We're in this industry where it's like there are so many people clawing for this position that yeah. it's hard to like, you know, 
it's hard to like step down and take some time off when you know someone's going to claw and like try to take what it is that you have. That's the nature of our business. So then you're trying to like choose between having your career excel and continue to, you know, accelerate or take time off for your body and prepare for your future. So now you're this, it's this mind mess of a situation where you, you have to choose between yourself and your career. And it's a, it's a crazy situation to like have to put yourself into. And then we're friends with a lot of people who are professional athletes too. And when we tell them about our schedules, like, you know, Mike Daniels is in uh, the NFL, uh, plays for the Detroit Lions. And we talk about our schedule and we talk about how we legit get off of a plane and then have a show that same night. If you were to tell an NFL player to get off the plane, go play a game, not doing that. You know what I mean? It's unconscionable. It's yeah. unconscionable. For me, I know that the the points that, that Kofi and you're making uh, make me think about that because I do want to be able to play with my, with my eventual, hopefully my eventual grandchildren. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be like a hobbled mess and it's scary, but I want to still perform for people and, and bring them this entertainment and bring them a, a deeper level of enjoyment than just this this top level oh yeah you know we're having a good time there's fireworks there's music like no like in the position of being on tv like you have the opportunity to, to change someone's life for the better we want to be able to do this and perform for people that enjoy it for as long as we possibly can and we want to do everything that we can on the back end of that to make sure that when we are done doing this that we are able to then give that time that's been lost or taken essentially from our families uh, to give that back to them and say, you know, we are home now. I can take you to your, to all your wrestling matches and all your football games and all your soccer matches, like all that stuff. And I don't have to hurt while I'm doing it. It, It's scary to think that there's a possibility that that balance doesn't exist because we see, like Kofi said, the veterans come back and they are hobbling and they, they are in pain, their lower backs, their legs, their, both knees, both or both sides of their their uh, what hips replaced. Like yeah. it's scary, and so to know like that was just the last generation of guys. Like we'll be the first generation of guys that may not have that, but we don't know. Like I said, if that's even a possibility to to not turn into that. And I think about that all the time. Uh, with when I go to play with my kids, uh, we go to a like an indoor sports facility at home, and I can't run down the field to play. Like I I can't I can't run. You know what I'm saying? Like in the ring, it's cool because it's like, you know, uh, what, eight by eight or 10, what, 16 by 16, whatever it is. I don't know. I'm bad with numbers. 20. Is it 20 by 20? Eight by eight, 10 by 10, 12 by 12, 10 by 10. I don't know what it is. That's a jail cell. Numbers are not my thing. Whatever the number yeah. is, I can do that. You know, but as far as like running down the field, like they'll, you know, my son will kick the ball and it's 10 yards away from me and I'm trying to like sprint to it and I'm literally putting all my weight on one leg and like hobbling to try and get over there. Yeah. We're just kicking the ball around, man. You know, I can't do it. I can't do it right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and and I'm not done. You know what I'm saying? I just had another five-year contract. So we got five years, you know? So who knows what my body's gonna be like in that five years. My sons will be getting older and you talk about playing like one-on-one basketball. Shoot, we went to uh, some uh, gym and we played basketball with the Usos Oh, uh, it, was, yeah. it, was, it wasn't even a full court game. No, half court. It was two a half court, two on two. Took like forty five minutes to get to seven. My God, we had to work that night, and I'm just like, oh my God, like my hip, my lower yeah. back. I retired on the spot. <laughs> I said that, that's the last game of basketball I ever played because I physically cannot do this. Yeah, you know, and that it's scary, man, because there were days when I was younger and we would play full court 
basketball all day long, all summer long, probably like nine or 10 games. Games to 21, not seven, full court, five on five, sprinting up and down the court and I would be fine. I can't even get to a game of seven in two on two yeah. on a basketball court. I'm a professional athlete. I can't do it, you know? So you got to just be more, um, you know, judicious with the uh, the movements. And literally every step you take, every bump you take counts. Yeah. So it's just real scary, man. Um, when you think about like injuries like this, how the toll that it's going to have on the rest of your life. Because this is a very small portion mm. of our lives when it comes down to it. It's a very small part of what we yeah. do. But I mean, honestly, with all that being said, though, I love this. Not in like a corny way, but I think like there's nothing like being in a ring and having people in the palm of your hands, man. Mm-hmm. And I like oftentimes we talk for years about, oh, man, there's these old timers who can't give the business up and they need to learn to walk away. But I think about it now, man, as I'm getting not old, but at 33, you know, I'm kind of like seeing the end of my career where it could be. And it's not super far off, but I get it, man. There will be nothing in my life like stepping into a ring and being able to look around and see people smiling or laughing because of something that you did. There is nothing like that feeling. It's addicting, man. And I think that's honestly one of the scary things for me is being able to walk away. I don't know if I'll be able to comfortably walk away Mm-hmm. And not chase that feeling because yeah. it's a, it really is a high. It honestly, there's it's incredible thinking about. I remember when we had SummerSlam 2015, I believe we had that four way tag in Brooklyn, and that for me felt like the moment where not that we made it because I never feel like we made it, but that was the moment in New York when we got that love and that mm-hmm. reception that I felt like okay, we're on now. And I remember buzzing for hours <laughs> just off Damn. the adrenaline, mm-hmm. off the high. Yeah of how incredible that was. And I'm, I feel like it's starting to come up now again, thinking about it, yeah. but there's nothing like that feeling, man. And I played football, I played college football in front of 100,000 people at, you know, in college, but you have a helmet on, I'm not the star, but when people can see your face and you see signs because of something that you created in your brain, this group, something that you did and people are rocking with it, there's nothing like that and it's addicting. And it excites me to be able to put on an incredible match or to cut a memorable promo or to go out there and do what we do because it's live. You get one opportunity to do it. And I love the moments where we talk about this sometimes, too. I love the moments where we can have where we have our matches where we're all out there and there's a break in the action. The match is still going on, but all three of us, whether we're bumped down, we're selling, all three of us get an opportunity to to sell and be together where we're kind of off camera or whatever it is. And oftentimes that feeling of oh, we're killing this right now. <laughs> yeah, like, this match is fire right now. Let's go. Like, that, that feeling go, is incredible. <laughs> yeah. But those moments where it's like, oh, this is good. Because sometimes things don't hit the way you thought or like, eh, the crowd wasn't there the way we wanted them to be or this got messed up or the timing was off. But when you know... We're killing this right now. Mm-hmm. Like that Usos Hell in a Cell My match. God. This, this is fire. My this God. this and there's so many opportunities and 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 even like we'll go back to Gorilla after the rock segment. We'd cut a promo with the rock where we felt like, oh, we got his ass. We got him. We got you. I know you're the rock. I know you're the promo king, but we got your ass. But we didn't curse. And we didn't curse. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but man, and with all the ups and downs, everything we deal with, being away from home, being perpetually tired, I love this. And I know y'all feel the same way. Yeah, it's yeah. it's so to that point and talking about the also the other side of the coin, the, the fear of looking into the, the, the future and seeing where our body's going to be. Like, like you said, there's nothing like that feeling. And it's that, that idea that everything is fine until it's not. Mm. 
So like this stuff isn't something that I really harp on or really think about or that it's really at the forefront of my mind until it is. You know how when you're a teenager or you, you say, oh, teenagers think they're invincible. Like we kind of think the same thing. Like we're destroying our bodies almost in a carefree way because we know the effect that it has on other people. We know how much fun it is to be out there. So, okay, so in that match with the Usos and the Hell and Cell, I got strung up with handcuffs and got beat in my, in my ribs with kendo sticks. And that was my idea. Mm. I said, hey, we should do this. And I know it's going to suck. And I know I'm going to scream and I might cry a little bit. But just give me a few extra when you think you should stop. And we'll hash it out the next day. Just don't talk to me that night, you know? <laughs> so like, and that's, that's my idea because like in that part of the match, like in, in my opinion, it was the right thing to do. And the crowd went from like, oh my God, this is so crazy to like, oh my God, please stop hitting him. And there was that like real sympathy and we were able to tell that real story. But then on the flip side of things, torn Achilles, it's like, why would I do some stuff like that to just like hurt myself that could possibly lead to something messing up my chances of like being able to pick up my, my son. Right. You know what I mean? So like, so it's still, still both sides of the coin. You can, you can, there's valid arguments for both. It's a new day. Yes, it is. So just to, to wrap up what we were talking about, um, just the, the double-sided coin that we're constantly playing. We're all two-faced. Yeah, we are two-faced. We're all two-faced. It's an ugly side <laughs> and a pretty side. <laughs> but on the, uh, on, we'll talk about the ugly side of the coin a little bit more. So uh, the, the whole being at home aspect. Yeah. It's, cause it's almost like getting injured gives you a little taste of what it's going to be yeah. like when you, when you actually have to walk yeah. away. Like, and, and, and what that's kind of like. Sure. But for you in particular, obviously, uh, you know, you are a man who wears many hats. And, you mm -hmm. know, to your testament, number one, up, up, down, down. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a, a, a show on YouTube that started out in a guy's basement and that has now grown to multiple phases of shows and just so many different aspects. You know, I got a sneaker show on there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but there's just so, it's so dynamic. But now, how does that affect you? Because- that can't stop. You yeah, know, like just because you're injured doesn't mean you get to take time off. There, there literally is nobody that can fill your shoes in this show, yeah. which is obviously a great thing because <laughs> you can't be replaced. But now that you're, you know, injured, I'm sure a lot of people would be interested to hear like what is your, like what's your game plan? What's yeah. your mentality? What was going through your mind? I'm sure you were thinking about up, up, down, down when oh, this injury happened. Definitely. One of the, the reasons that I wanted to start Up, Up, Down, Down is because everything that we've been talking about and like walking away from wrestling and no longer feeling that, that high of a, of a crowd chanting for you was something that you created, like there's nothing like it. But seeing veterans who, who can't leave and they constantly are back just trying to get that one last one last pop for the boys. <laughs> that's that's that's, that's, that's Sam, Sammy. We joke oh, around. That's a good that story. Sammy will live for the pop, that's and one day Sam he'll he'll Sammy. die for the pop. Live for the pop, anything for the pop. Back, um, that's like a backstage thing. He just, yeah. yeah, he's fantastic backstage. Yeah, possibly absolutely no hysterical. Um, but I wanted to make up, up, down, down, and kind of make this foray into other communities, specifically the gaming community, because seeing guys and girls from years past get done with wrestling and then not know what to do next and then having to try to reevaluate their entire lives and sit down and write out their skill set and see where they could fit in the world to continue to be a productive member of society and to their families and to put food on the table if they didn't save their money. Like that is literally the scariest thing on the planet to me because 
seeing that happen, especially like at, at a young age, seeing it happen, knowing I wanted to be a wrestler. That's why I went to school. So I could try to make sure that I have the mental ferocity to do something post wrestling career. Uh, something that obviously would be very different from, like you said, getting that high of being in front of a crowd, which would take an adjustment period, you know? But I wanted to go into the gaming world and create up, up, down, down so that I would have something definite that I was already in so that when wrestling finished, it wasn't like, oh, now I've got to take six months and reevaluate and figure out what I'm doing next. It's like rather than having two jobs, now I've just got one and I've got free time to hang out at the house with the kids. So I've been trying to soften the blow a little bit. And so to go through an injury as as intense as a ruptured Achilles, this is literally the, it's a weird thing to say, this is literally the best case scenario for testing that hypothesis. Like, have I been doing everything correctly in order to take care of myself, not only like monetarily, but mentally for when I have to walk away from wrestling? So in one hand, it obviously sucks that I cannot wrestle right now. You said you, you just wanted to run. I just want to walk. It even hurts to like crawl around on the floor, you know? Um, so that's, that's kind of the, the, the focus as well. But as far as the, the outside ventures, I will be very busy. And so that's definitely helped curb a lot of the I wish I was wrestling feelings. Sure. But, but for the most part, I feel like, like um, I, I feel good. But you do, you do a good job with your idle time, not really keeping it idle. Me, on the other hand, because you, you guys have such vibrant home lives. Me, nothing. <laughs> no wife, no lady, no kids, no nothing. Just a quiet house. College football? I got, college I got my college football, football so I always have that. And I got, I got my, my people on the internet who love me. That's why I think why I tweeted so much. To get, to get the love from, <laughs> from inner, which is real pathetic. And I'm, I'm half joking, but I'm half, I'm half being honest. To get, to get that love and adoration from the web. <laughs> That's sad. That's real sad. Uh, I'm going to tell them about the numbers I got on this app. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. One, one day when I have my uh, grandchildren, I, <laughs> I won't tell them about the places I've traveled or all the money I've made, but I'll tell them about the numbers I did on this damn <laughs> on this, I think on this godforsaken yeah. app, something like that. All the big reads. numbers. Yes, <laughs> that one tweet that got 15,000 likes. Yeah. 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 I wish you guys likes. could see this because he's shaking his head like D'Lo Brown. Yeah. <laughs> it just felt right. It felt right. But no, I mean, I joke about it, but I do like, we're just, I think we're wired differently. I like my alone time. Mm. And I will always marvel at the fact that you guys do this crazy road schedule and then go home to be parents. That is absurd to me because I am so excited to go home and sleep <laughs> and then I'll go to the gym and then I'll sleep some more. I, I can't wait to sleep and play NBA 2K. It's the laziest, bummiest life. I live like I'm still in college, like a bachelor, but it, so it good, works though. for me. But yeah, that's the thing too that I think, like Kofi said, you do such a great time with your, your, your a great job with your idle time that you, you always fill it and you always have a plan of where you want to go with your career, with your life. I've never met anyone who does a, a tr such a tremendous job always filling that time and having a plan for that. Uh, and that's, I think a lot of people are, you know, like me, eh, I kind of have a general plan, but I, a lot of people just don't, aren't that structured uh, with their time. 
And it can definitely lead to, uh, I think that's like you said, that's where I think people have the issues with falling into being really depressed or start, they start drinking or whatever it is. And one of the things too that we don't really talk about is the fact that you have this injury and you have a surgery and suddenly you have a bunch of pills that people yep. give you and you need those pills. Mm -hmm. But I've met a lot of athletes who were by the book, who never touched anything, didn't drink, didn't do anything, but you hear all these stories of people who become addicts because they had a surgery and suddenly they had, when I was done playing football, I had four surgeries in two and a half years in college. And I legit, I had this creatine that I used to take that would be in like a five pound tub. And I had, the tub was empty and just filled with bottles. Wow. And not empty bottles, but I probably had close to like 12 to 15 bottles wow. of pills. And the rule when I was playing college ball, not to get into my own backstory too long, but the rule was uh, Coach Doyle, who was our strength coach, would let you get back into the weight room as soon as you were off pain pills. And it was kind of an honor system, but we had a good relationship, and I tried my best to adhere to that. So I'd take as little as possible, deal with the pain, and instead of just throwing the pills out, I'd just throw, this in, throw them in this bucket and be done with them. But after four surgeries, you have this bucket full of of opiates and it's just easy to hey i was done playing so i'm kind of bored kind of depressed let me pop some pills and drink and go and it's, it's such a i'm so thankful that i don't have an addictive personality whatever makeup that is that gets people that has them fall into addiction i don't think i have because i like i said i've casually used these pain pills that i just have and it's very easy for people to i have all this idle time i'm injured i'm depressed let me pop some pills so it's, it's scary, man. There's a lot that goes with injury that people don't really talk about. It's not just the physical toll, but for a lot, it's the mental. And trusting your body again, that's a big thing. You go through all the rehab, you know you're good, they give you the seal of approval, and you have to trust your body to do the things that it used to. It's a lot. But I know, man, the thing is you're, you're so well-connected uh, as far as reaching out to the right people. You're smart. You, you just have, you're, you're fully capable of bouncing back, like more than probably just about anyone. Yeah, 100%. So, I mean, we're not worried about you at all, but you know, your boys are here too. If you want to send a- We're here for you. Send a text. <laughs> send a late Sex. night, I'm sad text. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys so miss you me? Sad? Do yeah. you miss we me yet? We know we do. <laughs> we always right. miss you. Well, uh, thank you guys for listening to the saddest <laughs> podcast. Oh, I feel like it can get, it can get sadder. Yeah, oh, yeah we, we're going to make that's, it sadder. That's, that's, why, that's why I'm hitting a close before, the yeah. before I- <laughs> Start getting real <laughs> dark in here. Uh, I promise you, the next episode will be much more upbeat. We're just gonna we're just explaining to you uh, a lot of real life stuff because I know that seeing us on TV, we give off a certain vibe that we are constantly happy twenty four seven, and we have one emotion, and that is yay. We're going to clap and smile, mm. but there are real humans underneath that, and I know you guys don't get to see that much, and so we just wanted to let you guys know. Uh, let you in a little bit more on. Oh, you the fiend now. Oh, <laughs> I said, I said let oh. you in, not let me in. Oh, okay. Oh, vast difference. And you're clearly, you're I'm injured, be. so I'm not the fiend. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a no selling joke. Wow. He won't sell. That's what that means. We'll get into that later. But, uh, but like I said, appreciate you guys. Um, if, if, if you do deal with any sort of injuries or you do have any sort of issues with uh, with alcohol or pills or anything like that, we highly recommend that you tell a friend, tell a trusted adult, call someone, talk to them about it because it is a very, very serious problem that we, uh, the three of us, take very seriously. So if you're dealing with something like that, please make sure that you are doing your best to handle it and making sure that you are getting the proper help that you need. 
because it is something that can really, really bring you to a dark, dark place. And on that, the next episode will be much more upbeat. <laughs> we <laughs> promise. Get any <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this one already was. So the but, next one will be more. <laughs> but thank you so much for listening, guys. Where can they find you on socials? At True Kofi on Twitter and at The True Kofi on the gram. I'm at WWE Big E on both Twitter and Instagram. But as you know, I don't need your pity follows. Unfollow me if you follow me. I am Xavier Woods PhD on Instagram and Twitter on Snapchat. I'm used food and you should subscribe to my YouTube channel up, up, down, down because it's lit. And you can find me on Twitch. Uh, actually, you can find me on Twitch a lot in the next few months. Uh, I'll make that good streaming schedule so they'll be at home a lot. Twitch.tv slash Austin Creed. And, uh, oh, before I forget, book your boy on Cameo. Oh. There you go. Yes, yes, yes. And also, don't be afraid to subscribe to this. You know, we got some good conversation going on. So choose your preferred streaming service. Hit subscribe. Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts to help get the word out, if you will. And I know you will. If you have an Android, follow the new day. Feel the power on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, Google Podcasts, so you don't ever miss an episode. Thank you so much again for listening, and make sure to catch us next time on The New Day. Feel the power. This has been an original WWE podcast.